Um, so I'm already rolling. I just hit. All right, great. So, so this is the uh, this is the official creative hot seat that I'm in, huh? Yes, it is. Hey, that's a that's a name for the podcast. Like I said, you've already listened, so you have the advantage. I do have the advantage. You're right. I'm, I'm calling this now the beginning of season two. Okay. Because what this was originally was you've listened to I have four episodes up as yeah. of right now. Yeah. Eleven were recorded. Oh wow! I'm putting them out once a week. Cool. And so I'm calling this season two because this is part of something new. Because gotcha. that was me just grabbing people from their desk and going, right. hey, can I talk to you real quick? And then they were probably scared. They were uncomfortable. And they came in here and I just started asking questions. Sure. That was it. Like what that, you came, was- that came across in the podcast. Yeah, everyone yeah. very confused yeah. at the beginning, not knowing what was going on. I didn't explain to anyone before they walked in here until the 11th because then the word got out what I was doing. And okay. that person took notes. Okay. Well, so, hey. Season two, Nate, you are coming from outside. You were the I first am. listener turned guest. Oh, what an I'm honored. I'm yeah. honored. Yeah. So uh, my name is Nate Tchaikowski, and I don't work for Digital Surgeons. We work together. We in have the past agency. Absolutely. We've worked together on a in a freelance capacity. We of have. Sorts. You're right. You also have worked for me personally in terms of a. You're right. That yes, has also happened. You were yeah. my illustrator on a script bible for a TV right. show. Right, and yeah. that was that was a lot of fun. Yeah. So we've worked together now on or on and off in some capacity for six years. Yeah, it would be six years. I wanted you on here. Well, one, because we, we started having a conversation. It just we did. seemed authentic we to did. just continue yeah. it yeah. Uh, onto a, onto the podcast. But another reason is I wanted to get another perspective outside of these walls. Yeah. You know, I started noticing a trend of people answering the same way. Yeah, I, I could see that. I could see that. Happening. Yeah. And so I wanted to get another perspective. But also, you have a, not only are you an outsider, but you've worked at big agencies, you've freelanced with many, you've worked small, like you've done a lot, you've worked yeah. on your own, yeah. so new perspective, but then also, you're a pastor. That's true. Yeah, so uh, I've kind of done my own thing, and uh, I did work at a bigger agency with James, and I made a very unique career change, and uh, went into ministry, and worked at a church for three years, and it is a very, uh, it has it's provided me at least with a lot of very unique life experiences. So, yeah. Now, I've never heard that ever happening. So, right. walking away, you were an art director. Yes. You are working on major global yes. projects. Huge future ahead of you in that. And then you surprised everyone by going, hey, thanks, everyone. Thanks. This has been great. I'm leaving. That, I'm, go- I'm going to the church. That was uh, pretty much what happened. I had a very interesting conversation with our boss at the time that kind of went exactly like that, and he did not know how to respond to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah I definitely it was definitely it's definitely unique and surprising. I've actually met a few other people who did the same thing, leaving agency world, going right into ministry. Do you but, think the it's because the agency world is so evil, crippled, and dark that uh, it, we spend so many <laughs> late nights working? Well, you know, and- you can make those jokes. Uh, I've met a few people that have made those jokes. Uh, I was in Philadelphia talking to a guy who worked. I'm not going to say the name of the agency, but he worked at a big agency in Brooklyn. And he just basically had such disdain for it. And he was basically like one of those moments like, that's it. Yeah. I'm not selling my soul anymore. <laughs> I and, need you know, God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. And that's what he did. So, But one of the big things I want to hear yeah. from you on that subject is creativity with the lens of spirituality. Right, with the lens of spirituality. Yeah. yeah. Because in past episodes and in general, and I'm sure you and I have talked about it, I've always loved this idea that creativity is a a divine spirit yeah. an energy yeah. that passes through us that it's not actually ours that it's yeah. gifted to us well i would agree i would agree with that i think creativity is is can be a very divine thing it can be a it, so i mean i don't want to get this is not a theology podcast so i don't I want, go I down, want oh, you do to go down but you do want be, that okay because you are the expert i mean you have a you have a master's 
in theology, don't not you? Yet, not, not yet. Not yet. Okay. I'm working on it. Working. Uh, so I don't know if I'm, I would consider myself like the grandiose theologian expert on creativity, but I do believe that. Um, I mean, I, I am a Christian, and so I am coming from a Christian perspective. I don't want that to, uh, you know, I want to just kind of make that clear so everybody who's listening may not be coming from that perspective, and and I don't want it to sound like I'm like forcing you to believe this. This is this is what I believe, and so I do believe as human beings we are created in the image of God, and I believe God is a creative. God, right? If we believe that he created things and he set things in motion, then he's bringing forth things that didn't previously exist. And so, uh, therefore, we as human beings who reflect his image, then therefore would have the same desire to bring forth things that didn't otherwise exist. Yeah. I think bringing forth something that didn't previously exist has been a a common answer to what creativity is. I think there's some quote that came to mind when you said that, and I don't remember who said it, Okay, but it was something along the lines of creativity is a gift to us from God mm-hmm. and to use our creativity to create things sure. is a gift back to God. Yeah. And uh, I would agree. I would agree with uh, with that way of thinking about it. I mean, I'll be clear. There's definitely a, a lot of different views on how this all works and diff- different church traditions would probably say different things about that. But I do believe it can be like a way of almost like serving God by being creative and and really like it's it is it is in a way that you are joining with God in, in creating something. And that it is definitely uh, see. I love that. I feel like you know I'm the worst sinner in the world, and you. <laughs> I wasn't going to say that. Yeah, but you, but you know, I, I see, I see you look at me that way sometimes. But I love that idea of it being. Um, it's not just a job. It's right. not just something we're interested in or right. passionate about. Right. It's our duty. Yeah. We are given a gift, whether it's a god or it's by nature. Right. And we have a an obligation to use that gift out in the world to create things, to solve problems, absolutely, to inspire people. absolutely. Yeah, and I think going back to this idea of nature, yeah, I think it is in our nature to create. And I think obviously some of us have more of that in us. Um, we reflect more of that part of God. Again, speaking from like a Christian theological perspective on that. Um, but I also think it's not just our duty. I think desire comes into it too. I think in a lot of things, there is this tension between duty and desire. And sometimes they overlap and sometimes they don't. But I also think like paying attention to the rhythms of what we really want and what we desire to do, especially with that creativity, can be a very interesting space to to think about as well. You mentioned that some of us reflect more of yeah. God and that yeah. creativity. So how has that come to be? How is one possess more creativity than the next? Great question. So it's kind of like this is this is a way that you manifest that image of God coming mm-hmm. out of you. So again, I believe that we are all image bearers of the divine. Um, and essentially what that means is we reflect the nature of God, not necessarily like his physical image, but necessarily, but more like his nature. And in that we kind of reflect different parts of it. And I think creative people are people who at least identify themselves as creative people probably reflect parts of uh, like an image of God. And I'm not going to dog on accountants. I have friends who are accountants, <laughs> but then maybe like an accountant doesn't culturally certain uh, cultures get ideas about God that other cultures don't. I mean, we're both Americans and, uh, you know, we can kind of view American culture as like the top all, end all culture. And it re- it's not, I don't believe that it is. And there are certain things in, in American culture that, that are, you know, like, I think we miss. I mean, one of the big things that you hear a lot about is just the ability to be very present, but other cultures have that. And I think in that way, they are reflecting the image of God, who we would believe is, believe is omnipresent. Mm-hmm. So, so tell me this: Did you find God first, or did you find creativity first? Oh, I would say that I probably found creativity first. So, just a little background on me: Both my parents are teachers, so I was raised in a very creative home. I mean, I was drawing really early. I mean, my parents kind of thought I was a prodigy 
when I was a young kid because I was doing a lot of things like Every really parent. early. Thanks, and, that's probably true. But you know, then they ended up just with me, so yeah. it's you know one of those things. But they really thought I was this prodigy. Like my my parents were showing like professors things I was drawing at a young age. Well, you are a very good. Well, thank you, thank you. That's, it, that's it, why I fired you. But yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I really uh, I loved art. I loved visual art from a really young age, and I was just constant. I like in eighth grade, I would drink caffeinated soda and stay up and just draw stuff on Friday nights and like stay up to like three four a.m. Because that was just like what I wanted to do. I was really really into. That's it. where your passion was. Absolutely. Now that origin of creativity, of that creative passion. Yeah. Can you recall how that came to be? It was just one day you put a, a pencil to a piece of paper and you said, "There's something magical happening here." That's an interesting question. So I don't know if I can recall certain like that magic moment where I said, "Oh, this is this is my thing." Mm-hmm. Um, but it was it just really was. There's a few things that went into it. So one that was like the thing I could do better than everybody else growing up, and I loved that. That I had that thing. Yeah. Um, just being completely honest, like I really loved that, and I just really liked to do it. Now at the same time, I did not want to refine my creativity. I just wanted to do whatever I wanted to, which drove my parents both our teachers insane. And then uh, what really kind of forced me to question like, is do I really want to be creative? Do I really love being creative? Was when there was actually someone who threatened me being the best at it in yeah. school. There was another kid that came along. He was really good. He was a better painter than I was. I thought it might've been, I might've been like a better just sketcher. And it just drove me insane that there was this kid who was like, he was on like in my territory and the competitive side of me actually forced me to question, is this something that I really love? Is this something that I really want? And I came out with the conclusion that yes, I did. How did you determine that? Well, I mean, I think I don't know if it, I don't know if it was of... super logical. Yeah. It was just like, no, no, no. I want, I want this. Right. I love this. Yeah. This is what I, yeah. this is what I'm passionate about. Yeah. And then you had to apply the grit or the will. Yeah, and then I actually to had to apply the grit, which was actually really good for me looking back. But yeah, I actually had to po- apply like the grit, the the discipline, the tenacity. Yeah. See, now I think that's a great subject that we haven't applied. That if this were to be listened to by younger creatives, yeah, they are going to face that challenge. Yeah, and. You know, I, I can think back. I did. I don't think I actually considered myself a creator or creative. Yeah. Well into my into my twenties, sure, at least I, sure. I think. But you know, I look back. To, I was a hockey player. I was a pretty good hockey player. Right. I went to college, and I was like, "Wow, I'm the worst guy on this team." <laughs> and instead of applying that grit, right. I applied my rebellious nature, yeah. which is where my creativity comes from. Sure. And so I was just like, I'm going to stop going to the workouts, and I'm going to just be fine, be getting benched every game. So I went the wrong way. Yeah. But then, you know, yeah, you you go to agencies, you go to bigger agencies, yeah. you get you explore this world, and you run into those obstacles of not yeah. being the star anymore. Right. And so even when I came here, digital surgeons, I was like, I'm super creative, I'm the best. <laughs> and then sure. I come in, I'm like, oh crap, I think the account guy's more creative than me. <laughs> you know? Well, that's that's a good sign for an agency. Yeah. Uh, uh, man, our yeah. lawyers. Super <laughs> our lawyers creative. are so creative. Yeah. Yeah, I, that's it. Is I think I think about this a lot. I do some campus ministry stuff here in New Haven, and uh, being a part of that has kind of really made me think about how we encourage and bring people along. And a lot of it is, yeah, there is there are moments where it's like, yeah, you do have to learn how to be gritty. I do like that word. Like there is, there right. like you do have to learn how to basically get down in the trenches and and work really hard. I definitely, at least in art class, could get by just on. Again, I don't want this to sound like I'm like conceited or really <laughs> arrogant, but I did get by a natural talent for years into high school. And then again, I said, this kid came along and he like threatened that, that thing that I had. And it was, it was that, it was that point. It was like, choose now. Will you continue or not? It was, it was really one of those moments looking yeah. back. You have a skill. You stand out. 
Yeah. You run into barriers and you fight through them. Yeah. You know, you, you, yeah. you apply that grit. And, and, and this is, again, going back to that idea, like barriers and adversity can actually shape character mm-hmm. and actually make you better. But now at the same time, shaping character, making you better, what comes with that is greater ego. I oh, have, well, I am too. great. Yeah. I have overcome challenges. I have, overcome, I have defeated I have my overcome, enemies, yeah. right? Yeah. And then, then you have a chip on your shoulder. Yeah. And we've worked together yeah. and I have seen that chip on your shoulder. Have right? you? Oh, yeah. Sure well, I'm have. sure it's- You've seen it on well, me. I've seen it on you. I don't hide it. So I'm sure you've seen yeah. it. Um, I'm, I'm yeah. sure we've been in arguments over work. Maybe. Yeah. Straight up arguments. You I'm know sure what though? Have. I don't mind arguing over work. No, it's fine. As long as, I, like, I, I really enjoyed working with you. And one of the reasons why is because I think both of us wanted things. And there were times where I had to begrudgingly tell you you were right. <laughs> <laughs> like the, Once. Yeah, Once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, maybe a couple of times. But I, I think the, you and I working together, we had a good time. Yeah, we did. And we never, I think we both had tons of ego, but we never <laughs> destroyed the other person's ego. I hope so. Yeah. I, I you never so. destroyed my ego. We never, we never challenged each other. Each other. Yeah. We challenged the logic or the approach right. in a way that we worked together. So, yeah, this is interesting because at that so at the at that agency I kind of viewed myself at times as like the best digital designer at that agency, which was, you know, kind of dumb to do, but I did at <laughs> times, like just being completely honest. And it, at the same time working there, I was also kind of going through this spiritual journey. And it was like, there were times where I was like, what am I doing? Wait, like, weren't you why? the only digital designer at that time? I, there was a time where I was the only <laughs> yeah. digital designer. But this was after that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that, that did happen for like three months. Yeah. yeah. I remember that when all the digital designers left. Yeah. And your creative director, Rob. Yeah. I was like, Rob, you shouldn't have left him, man. You should have left him. His ego is going to get out of check. <laughs> when he's suddenly the best in the building. The best in the entire I'm number country. one. Across yeah, all yeah. the different agency offices. He's the best. I was like, he needed you to check him. He needed you. <laughs> he needed and then he gets stuck, so yeah. stuck with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I'm gonna only going to make him worse. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. That's That That definitely happened. I definitely got a little, uh, I thought a little highly of myself. So yeah. what do you do with when you've overcome the obstacles and then you have to deal with your own ego? Well, that's a that's actually a great question. That's a great question, I think, that goes beyond just creativity. <laughs> Everyone needs Yeah, this everybody kind of needs this. Well, and I don't know if I have the, uh, the foremost uh, opinion on this, but for me, it was... Like, I used to do this dumb thing, and I got called out for it. I'm happy I got called out for it, but I used to, I used to say... And I don't even know if I was aware that I was saying this, but people would show me their thing, and I'd be like, I don't hate that. <laughs> I don't know if you remember that. No. And, uh, and people were like, why do you say that? And I'm like, I'm not even fully aware of it. And so, you know what? You know what? This is dumb. I, I'm not, I don't want to be that guy who's just competing against everybody. Right. I want to be somebody who builds other people up. Yeah. And so there were a few designers that would show me their work a lot. And I would be like, you know what? This is really good. We can work on this. Um, and then I did the horrible sin of being the hovering art director for a little bit. But, uh, but you know, I, I kind of forced myself to, instead of focusing on like, oh, I'm doing, I'm just killing it, to be like, how can I make other people kill it? Because really, we're a team. This yeah. is a team sport. It's not an individual sport, right? Yeah. And so, I think that's the, um, I don't hate it. My equivalent, and I, I'm sure I said it, but I, I try to make sure I never say yeah. it again, is I wouldn't have done it that way. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I, can like, see, oh, I can see that. Yeah. Hey, that's good. Yeah. I, I wouldn't have done it that way. Yeah. That is now in my mind is the ultimate sin in creativity. Yeah, I get. Is that. to say I, mm, that is okay, I but done that. I, I wouldn't have done. done I would have done it better. Way. Is what yeah. you're saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I actually look back and think that was actually very good for like 23 year old Nate to actually be forced out of 
being that guy. And it's weird because I, if you would have asked me that time, or like, oh, are you really, do you like think that you're the best? I'd be like, no, of course not. But there was a part of me that definitely yeah. did. Well, I think there was a, yeah. there's also a certain element when it comes to the work of letting the ego yeah. run. Yeah. You were good and you were fast. Yeah. At that time I was like, I prided myself on like getting yeah. everything done. And fast, so you were so. a horse that you just let yeah. loose. And I remember projects where like Anheuser-Busch did a Budweiser app for the world cup, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. And that thing was done in like a day. That might have been done quickly. Yeah. 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 It was like, just letting it go. Let's not review it. It's going to be <laughs> great. Let's, there's times where you, you know, you, everyone over, over critiquing. It's, it's sure. a meeting on meeting on meeting to discuss something that doesn't right. need to be discussed. And then there's the times where you're like, if you have someone good, let him run free. Just yeah. let him run free. If they just have a problem, they'll come free. back. But otherwise, I, like, let's I've, just go. I have kind of adopted that. And maybe I got it from you. But I have kind of adopted that with a lot of the ministry stuff. So I work with a lot of college students. Mm-hmm. And I've kind of, I really have made it my mission to at least give them as much the agency to go and do the stuff that they want to do. To me, it's been pretty great. And I, I've been, I've done, I've really tried to like not be like the overcritical uncle screaming in their ear. And, you know, if they're just like, you know what, this we can work on, but like you were really killing it here. And I've, and it's like, I don't think I've done that much. It just feels like it's, I've given them an opportunity to really grow and walk in some of the things that they have wanted to pursue. Yeah. I mean, I can remember projects where I didn't come from digital. I came from, you know, prior to working with you, I was in TV. Right. Yeah. You know, and so, and I come from the written word. So you were an expert already in something that I was not an expert in. Yeah. And so engaging you, it was my mentality. And a lot of the mentality with, of that team was you do your thing and I'm here to protect the brief and the client. Right. And to make sure it's at a certain Which level. Which was probably better for the project. Yeah. Look at our team and the work yeah. put out in the awards you won. It was, yeah. it was great. And it came from me not knowing and finding just enough moments to forget my own ego <laughs> to say let these let these horses run yeah here's my problem though, sure is i think that that was the perfect alignment of of players sure. of designers where it was a good team where it was our, a very good team yeah where we all had an expertise and we ran and we created stuff at such a fast pace and at such a high level but then where my problem is and was i could not do that with writers and I still mm. struggle to that Interesting. because writing is my craft. Right. So that's my creativity. Interesting. And that's my space. And that's where I would use a phrase like, oh, I wouldn't do it that way. Interesting. And so that's huh. my, that's my continuous I had na- I haven't, I gotta be honest, I really haven't thought about that very much. That's well, really interesting. Well, think back to that time and how many writers touched those projects. That's true. Yeah. That's true. There were a lot of people that were like, I want James to write this. Because of my ego. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because <laughs> I argued. They're like, we can't, we can't give it to someone else. His ego would take such yeah. a hit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Well, what, what right now, Nate, going in a different sure. direction, yeah. we talk a lot about the past, like sure. all this, yeah. all the stuff that no one was a part of that they're yeah. going to be bored of. What are you doing right now, design-wise? Because I know sure. you're freelancing. Yep. I, you and I have worked together. What are you out there doing? Are you illustrating sure. more digital less or vice versa? Yeah. So I, I have been doing less digital and doing a lot more illustration stuff. I've also been doing some branding stuff. Uh, so I've been playing into that space more than I had in the past. So I've, I've worked with a music festival and kind of branded this this year, really set the style for uh, 2018 festival. Uh, I've, I've got a chance to illustrate a book with some friends of ours, mm-hmm. which was... Oh, the kids' book. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. was fun, which was fun. It's actually the third one I've illustrated. First two did not get published, so we'll see. We'll see how this one goes. <laughs> nice. Um, I've been storyboarding. I did a storyboard for you. I just mm-hmm. did another storyboard, actually, for a commercial... So if I've been doing a, a If anyone a listening bit. needs a storyboard and they need it fast and they need it to <laughs> actually look like the actors in it, Nate. 
Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank Sergeant Slaughter. Sergeant we, we Slaughter. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. Yeah. That's yeah. old school. Right I there. still that wish that happened. Ago. Yeah. Yeah. A dead storyboard. Dead storyboard. I want to hear a little bit about your effort at creativity as a sure. solo artist. Because Absolutely. Everyone I've talked yeah. to here so far is here. Digital yeah. surgeons. It's a creative team, yeah. right? There's create. There's people to inspire you. There's people for you to inspire. There's collaborative nature. So you're the first person on this podcast to be out there on their own. So when there is branding effort, you're in your office working alone, no one yeah. to talk to, no one to bounce it off of. There's no which which I don't love to be honest. Yeah, there's no creative I, I director, bounce but it there's, off and there's no. Yeah art director there's yeah. only you there's yeah. no there's no writer yeah unless you text me and ask well me. I, I work sometimes with a writer or maybe i would text you and ask you wait you're working with a writer other than me well there sometimes the client already has a writer oh, that okay. they use yeah right. um and then i've actually written some lines that are passable so nice maybe passable they they accepted them anyway so <laughs> uh but yeah uh it's so I would say right as I've as I've grown as a as a creative just as an adult over the past 3 years I'd say there are a lot of things that I think I value now that I maybe didn't when we worked together and this is actually I remember at one time we were talking about like the current state of what websites were looking like and it was at that time that Every cool website had that video behind that hero image yeah. on on the, on the home screen of just about every cool website at that time. And you're like, I'm sick of this. And I'm like, I, th- I think it's cool. And it was like a week later, I saw like a bunch of more websites come through with that same look. And you're just like, James is right. I'm bored of this. Like, <laughs> and and I and I found that the as the more that I get into this, I'm just so I get so bored with the same trends being over used over and over again. I love typography and I have kind of developed a, a weird eye for it where I can, I can like, if I go to a, if I go to a movie and usually this is part of this is because there's like 20 typefaces that really get used, but yeah. I can call out probably 18 of the 20 that get used in movie trailers. And if I like Gotham is, is I, I would argue the most used typeface in the world right now. If I see like another movie trailer with Gotham, I'm just like, Oh, come on. Like you could just mailing it in. I mean, right. it's just like it, it. It drives me nuts. Like I, I, I really have begun to hate the trite and the cliche um, more than I used to, at least. Well, no, but where do we strike a balance as, as professional creators, right, not right. just as creative people, but as right. people who have to do this right. day in and day out? How do you strike the balance of this is too trendy? Yeah, and therefore we need to stop it because we are the ones. Right. And we're, so this the, is, we're the ones in control. Right. We put this out to right. the world versus. We're the only ones who are going to notice this because it's our job to notice. So it. I've actually been thinking about this, and I don't know if I have a great answer yet, <laughs> um, because it is—it's like, am I noticing? Is it just me that's noticing noticing this because I'm I'm in it and I'm immersed in it and I see it all the time, or, or is it for most people? It's like, yeah, this is just what posters look like. I don't know, I really don't know. But I want to push. Just we were asking, like, what am, what am I feeling creatively? I want to push into new territory like i want to push out into deeper waters yeah and so with most of the things like if you're pitching something or you're, you're pushing four ideas there's usually that one idea that pushes them more than the oh, client yeah. wants to go and that's usually my favorite one to work on i think that's everyone's favorite yeah 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 right and i love working on that i've been really trying to push that and i don't know if any client has actually like yeah. said yeah let's do this yeah but sometimes but, every now and then yeah yeah it's, it's a joyous occasion when it happens yeah uh, but for me that's that's where i guess my mind is like how can we push this forward? And I think there, it makes a lot of sense because you do want to stand out. You know, if you're in a, if you're in a category, everybody's looking a lot. Everybody's using big bold Gotham type to right. uh, type blocks to to say their messages. Like, shouldn't you be doing something True. different? Yeah, shouldn't you, need you be pushing out in different types, waters yeah. so people can tell you from your competitor? Right. right. Yeah, I just think back. Um, there's an old advertising 
story of right. um it was like a client i believe he saw the you know the early stages of a tv commercial this is back in the 60s or sure. 70s and he sees it and he gives review you know they give feedback and they keep working on this thing and it just keeps going around and around for months and months and months and then he sees it again and he says i'm sick of this commercial it's been airing too long let's take it off and let's get a new campaign going yeah but the reality was is it was still in post-production. It was still being worked on. And he had just seen it so many times that he thought it had been out in the world and everyone was sick of it. Right. And so he That's was totally... Like he, you know, he'd seen discon- it in a vacuum yeah. that he, he, he like kind of lost right. track of reality. And so how much of that is us saying, well, Gotham's everywhere. People are sick of Gotham. We need differentiation. Right, right. And then the world, exactly. that, that's safe to them and that's comfortable and they they want that. It's still, you know, tasty to them. Well, it's true because clients love Gotham. They yeah. they love it. So it, 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 there is, I mean, it, it, to be fair, it is a beautiful sans serif typeface. <laughs> it just has been used by everyone. And then one of the, I mean, the, one of the trends that I'm seeing now is that a lot of companies that we're using it are moving to custom typefaces. But a lot of those custom typefaces look like Gotham that have been slightly edited. Right. Yeah. And then there's the artist in us and the creative, which I yeah. think we, in this explanation, there's a difference in that you referenced the story back when we were talking about websites. Yeah. And I think what you said was, I'm sick of that. Yeah. I, I, what I, I yeah. guess I said it then is, I'm yeah. tired of, this is tired. I'm yeah. tired of it. And that was... Me not as the professional creative right. trying to determine what's going on in the world. It right. was the me as the emotional artist in right. this world right, right. who was just oh, sick of seeing this. Sure. I, I want new. I want yeah. original. I want to create. I don't want to create something that someone else has created. Right. Well, as someone who's worked in TV, when you see the same plot lines in every in like so many television shows, does that do that to you? Oh, that's why I can't watch a lot of the shows. And then. Yeah. That show is the highest rated show on TV. I know, I know. That's the that's the thing that yeah I, that drives me nuts as well, right? right. You know, um, I mean, I I don't I don't know how you feel about this. I mean, I think we're both we're both Marvel movie fans, right? Oh, yeah. And I mean, I'm I've gotten to the point just because we've seen so many movies. I'm tired of superhero origin stories. Yes. Um, although I did love Black Panther, and then I'm also kind of tired of that big, huge end all villain showing up. That plot line is starting to feel a little played out. As long as it's Marvel, I'm fine with it. Yeah, you talk D- or DC. Right. I mean, yeah. yeah, Justice League was not great. Not great. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's part of me. Maybe that's part of my personality. But I do want. I think it, maybe it's just me naturally wanting to push out. But I, I've just noticed more and more and more of that. And then, well, it as, goes back as, to the yeah. as creatives. Yeah. We have a drive to create something right. new, to see Absolutely. something new, Absolutely. to make something new. That's the essence of back to God. Yeah, yeah. That like, is our again. Yeah, I, was, I guess we're arguing like that is our nature. It's our yeah. nature to create something new, and so there, I, there is like something screaming inside of me to go create something new. Right. And yeah, I'm gonna go off on a sure totally go random question here that might be difficult to answer. Okay. I asked it to Kelly. I've asked it. I don't think I've asked it to other people on this podcast, but it's something I ask about like over a bourbon because it, I think yeah. about it. Yeah. That nature in yeah. you as a creative, you have to draw. Yeah. You have to create something. You have to differentiate. You have to make something new. You constantly have to push. Yeah. It's inside you. You can't control it. It happens to you. Yeah. It flows through you. Maybe it comes from God. Maybe it's just the way you were raised because of two art teacher parents. Yeah. What happens when that doesn't happen anymore? What happens mm. when you wake up one morning and you don't feel that urge? Meanwhile, you've made a career on it. It's a great question. And then I come and I say, Nate, I need you to come in. We got need storyboards. And you put your pencil to the paper and nothing comes. So I guess this is the this is like the classic writer's block question. But yeah. on a grander scale. Because right. writer's block sometimes like yeah, go yeah, for yeah, a walk, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. 
break out of yeah. it. Yeah. This is a something we can't control. Like you're just you just you're like you're running on fumes. You just don't have It just uh, it's this thing that we have is gone. Wow. First of all, that'd be it, a sad day. Because I think a lot of this is like you can't really I don't believe you can teach creativity. I believe that it is innate in us. I believe yeah. it can be developed. Yeah. It can be opened up. It yeah. can be controlled a little bit. Yeah. But like you said th- this is our reflection. This yeah. is our nature. Yeah. But what if it disappears inside mm. of us? And so much of our lives that we have put toward it, my mortgage is depending on yeah, me depending to on being creative. Being able to do this. And yeah. yet I can't control my creativity. I don't know where it comes from, whether it's God or my parents my or my schooling. I don't know where it comes from. I don't know how I got it. I don't know what it is. That is a fascinating question. And you're right. I, I don't know if I have, I could, because it's, I don't know if I know how to be Nate Tchaikovsky without being like a creative individual and, right. and no matter, and regardless of what I've been doing, um, like I, as a kid, right there, I, I remember being assigned a, like it was, I was in like second grade and you had to write about someone who was a hero and like everybody wrote about, you know, like human people who were like heroes like martin luther king and you go down the nelson mandela go down the list and i wrote about some guy made up who flew to some planet and liberated a an art like liberated a people from an oppressive government right you know like that's what i did and the the teacher was like this is not what i asked for it was like you said write about a hero this guy's a hero right i think every single one of the papers i ever wrote all the way through college was this was not the assignment (laughs) but good job (laughs) it's like it's a great paper i didn't ask for it great paper um and so i to me it's just not like i feel like there's always been that inside of me and and you know working in church, I mean there would be like you know like times so like giving giving a talk, giving you know a sermon in church. I've kind of made a a knack of finding some obscure story and then somehow weaving it into like the the greater uh, idea of what I was talking about. And can I, I write a sermon for you? Uh, well, I'm not I'm not giving very many these days. Oh, that <laughs> so would be. We'll 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 talk we'll talk more about what that could possibly look like. But uh, I I can see the worry in your eyes. <laughs> There's so much panic just came yeah. upon me when he's not. I'm just kidding. But, uh, but you know, like I one time I was I'm blanking on exactly what I was trying to ex- explain. But I found this story about in Germany, there was this cargo truck full of Nutella and the Nutella was stolen out of the truck. Like it was hundreds of pounds of Nutella that somebody decided to steal out of this truck. And I was like getting to the point. I was like, look. You know, they had to pre like this was premeditated. Yeah. They had to like plan how to take all this Nutella. I don't know why. It doesn't make any sense to me. I'm not sure if there's like some weird black market Nutella uh, thing happening in Germany. There was like there was like a plan to this, and then I like somehow weave that in, and it works somehow. And that's like kind of what I would try to do. So I, it, it would be incredibly hard if I just like woke up and didn't have that in me. I don't know what I, I like. I don't know if I know how to be me. It would be like a, it would be it would, it would be a journey of rediscovery. It would be. I am like, not and, and hireable. It, yeah, I mean, in, I, I mean, I don't. Jobs. And I'll be honest, I don't know if I have enough of that grit to get by without true. that. Yeah, that's absolutely true. I mean, I can't even do simple math. Even <laughs> I know it's a struggle, morning, right? Yeah, it's we were struggle. we were in here trying to do forty five percent off something, and we had to. <laughs> it's like what is forty five percent? But yeah, I no one in any profession would find me hireable based off of I know. the stuff we've done. Yeah. for the last decade plus. Yeah. That is like a nightmare situation. That's like, yeah. that's the stuff of nightmares to not be able to kind of just do it. 
and have the de- desire to do it, I think would be, yeah. Cause I don't know. I'm so interested in the, the idea of muses and, and geniuses right, yeah, the, and that yeah, idea the, that it's, muse. yeah, it's otherworldly. It's, it's not yours. Yeah. Um, but then that's intriguing. That's interesting. The scary part of it is all the, the history of artists who have lost it or yeah. who have been discredited and who have died broke alcoholics. I know it's, there's a lot, it's yeah. a long history yeah. of it not ending well. Yeah, there's there's like a few examples of like Picassos that actually made it in their own time, but most people do not. Yeah, yeah. I look at a lot of the the greats, the great writers, right, who died true, diseased or, or died a lot know, through them. suicide. Yeah, and uh, and depression and yeah. alcoholism. I think that there's a lot of like, especially in in art and creativity. I feel like it's a lot easier to have good ideas than it is to cast the vision of those ideas. And I think when you I mean, we might be playing into a space that we may not fully want to go, but let's go there. All right. So, you know, sometimes I think it's, it's weird, but there can be a lot of pain in just like a, like something you coming up with and putting so much into just like failing miserably. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. And Make, yeah, yeah. It's your baby. Yeah. It's your and, baby. And sometimes, those and I think die. as right. Those, yeah, exactly. And I think as creative people, we often have those babies like this where we are nursing this idea. Mm-hmm. We and are, to put we are, yourself into yeah. it is to, Expose yourself. Right. We are yeah, you are making nerves. yourself incredibly vulnerable yes. in that process. And I'll be and like I've done some things like in with the church and the ministry stuff where I'd like just they did not work. Like and it was like you know, like if the first time I was like, Wow, that 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 was terrible. And then like the, the third time I was like, I hate this. You know, it's like there is something that like when you when you put so much into it and like I can only imagine this is like you you make you put everything you had making like a great film. And you're a, you're like an acclaimed filmmaker, and you're like you think like this is this is my magnus opus, this yeah. is my masterpiece, and the critics just tear it apart. I feel like it's that, but like on a, an incredibly grand scale. And I think in advertising, we kind of build up strong, we build up like we know how to like defend ourselves a little bit more against that, especially if we're throwing some th- something out there, and maybe the client just like tears it apart. And even if it is objectively really good, we kind of have to learn how to defend ourselves against kind of that thing but i think if you take that to like that grand scale of like that magnus opus film project yeah well so how did you learn to cope with those challenges of a client killing your baby when i was like just out of college when i was 22 i most of the time did not really know what i was doing like i knew how to use photoshop and illustrator and indesign and stuff but i didn't know really how to work within the agency and so a lot of it came from i did have there were good people around me Mm mm-hmm and that was very helpful. And it was just, and it was like, like it was, it was at the time, uh, the, you know, the ACD or the creative director that I worked with Rob, he was, he was kind of really integral and in, like teaching me everything over four months. Mm-hmm. And then there were other people was like, look, you did a great job on this. They didn't Rusty like listens Rusty, to this podcast. Rusty listens. Oh, Rusty. Yeah. yeah. Rusty was a great guy and Rusty was really helpful also. And just kind of saying like, wow, you're actually good at this. Just, you know, keep doing <laughs> it. You're going to get this. And I just remember like we had completed this whole project and it wasn't even a big project. Like it wasn't even a project I should have cared about this much, to be honest. We just finished this project up and the client just changed their mind about it. Like, no, I want, I want it all redone by Friday. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. And I just remember there was another writer that we worked with, Neil, who came over and was like, look, I think you're really smart. I think you're really good at this. I think you can do this. And that just like all of a sudden just like gave me like a burst that I did. I didn't, I don't think I previously had. 
And again, it was not like a great project, <laughs> but I put everything I had into that week. Yeah. And and of course, there were like two ideas I put a ton of work in and a third one that I didn't put as much work in. Of course, the client picked the one that like, like I didn't put as much work into. But still, like I there was I I think just just like that, just the support of maybe those three people pulled something out of me that I don't know if it was there. This is five so. years ago, and I feel like I might be able to guess what it is, but I'm not. Okay, say okay, it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Um, but it was the people around me definitely have helped. I think just doing it so many times, it's you kind of you know what to expect a little bit more. So I think going in with maybe um, unrealistic expectations, you can end up very disappointed. And then uh, learning to go in with more realistic expectations. Now, I'm not saying that any of those things are great, but I think for me, that's kind of how I've learned to live in that space. Yeah. Well, I mean, how do, what do, you, how do you react to that? Because you are a guy that presents a ton of ideas to clients. How do you deal with maybe a client shooting down an idea that you really cared about or were pushing for? I think you said it with experience. I've just gotten yeah. used to it. I've gotten used to putting myself into the work, but then finding a way to separate myself from it. Yeah. So when they say, that's a terrible idea, I go, yeah, maybe it was. You know, maybe <laughs> it was a Whereas even back then, I might have gone, man, what a bunch of idiots. They don't know. Right. They don't know how that's, good this that was, was. And, and, and you know, I, maybe this is going back to that ego idea, but that was definitely me for like two years. Where I was like, oh, they don't know. They don't know what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> that was probably conversations yeah. you and I had where maybe. it's like, James, you don't know. You don't know how good <laughs> you, this is. You, you don't know how good this idea that I had I, about Cheez-Its is. Yeah, I'm yeah. positive that yeah. we had those conversations. Yeah, sure I was like, okay, yeah. Nate. Okay, Nate. I've changed a lot, listeners. I've changed a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it was, yeah. We, we both grew, have grown up a lot yeah, over the yeah, last yeah. five plus yeah. years. But like I said, I think it, it comes down to experiences. I've been through it so many times. And like yeah. you said, like the presenting of ideas, all that concepting, all that pitching, we don't do that much. DS doesn't pitch much. Okay. We, we don't. Let's sign it. We get it through agency, reputation. Yeah, that's and, good. Yeah. And, um, and continuous. Like the clients, someone leaves, they go somewhere else, they bring us there. I've been on one pitch in the last year, I believe. Wow. Something like that. It's yeah. Whereas where we were previously. Right, right. I was on pitches every Yeah, night, you were. You were on like every pitch. Yeah. Yeah. You, you find a way to dump a bunch of passion into something and then walk away, especially since you have to go to the next one. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, you, know, you can't. There's no like, you don't yeah. get a moment to pause. Yeah, you can't. Or at least you seldom do. You can't yeah. like hold on to that thing, and and it can't be precious. Yeah, because you got to go to the next one, and if you're upset, and 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 that's really interesting too. This idea that it can't be precious, because I think by nature we want to make it precious. Oh, absolutely. But we kind of have to not do that and force ourselves not to yeah. do that. So. I want to talk more about spirituality. What else? Okay. What else spirituality and in, in creativity. Creativity. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, we this talking about this idea of like in, like making things that haven't been before, really pushing into new space. Um, you know, I, I had said like, yeah, that's part of me, it's part of my personality, part of my nature. But I also think that's like that's part like going back to that reflection of the image. Yeah. I think that that is me reflecting part of that image. Like that's a way that I do that. And I say that because it's not just in like visual things. It's not just in design things. Uh, like I've written a bunch of terrible songs. I'm like, a, you know, I'm like, a, I'm a very amateur musician, but I've like it to me. It was like, I, I, I was, I was still learning the guitar and I wanted to start writing songs. And I think there are some of us like, that's a way we really do that. And I, I think that I wanted to ask you, I mean, we, we come from different spiritual backgrounds, but I wanted to ask you, do you, do you have that same experience where you feel like you just have to do it? And you have felt that like, have you, I know you were talking about like, Oh, I, I'd really felt started like, pushing into that space like after I was playing hockey in college. But do you feel like that's something you can track your entire life also? I think I've always – I lived inside my own head, I think, a lot growing okay. up. I can relate to that, yeah. I was – you know, my parents were 
the opposite of helicopter parents. They okay. just said, go live your life, do whatever you want. Kind okay. of cool. They're great parents yeah. Yeah. when I needed them. Yeah. And otherwise they just left me go sure. off into the world and go yeah. explore. And um, I had a lot of that time in my head. I think that's where I built up imagination, you know, the ability to create, yeah. uh, which led to writing. Yeah. So, you know, the ability to observe things, craft something in your mind and then output it. Yeah. That came from a childhood of, freedom and rebelliousness you know sure. when when your parents yeah. don't put rules on you and then you go into the world you go to school yeah it built up my the element of rebelliousness which i believe is a major part of creativity that's the i want to create something new why because i don't want to be yeah the mainstream i don't want to be everyone else i want to stand out and be different. right right and i you can know, relate to I that want to too be a rebel. Yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 i can relate to that growing up there's like woods behind my house and we would like my myself and like the kid that i grew up with across the street would just like go into the woods and hang out for a whole day yeah same and, here yeah i grew up like, in virginia we, do, we had a lot of yeah woods. <laughs> we would just do like crazy stuff in the woods and like try to build horrible forts out of sticks and get lost like every time it snowed we're like we're going in the woods i don't know why but we did same um, here. but it was like that was like a place where we, were, we would like forge narratives about like what happened here or like oh it's like this is a prehistoric forest there's a dinosaur around the corner like that's what we that's what like i did when i was in fourth and fifth grade same thing do kids yeah. do that now i don't know this was the, where i wanted to take this it's okay like, do you think that that's still happening i hope it's still happening i don't i obviously i don't have kids i don't and neither do i yeah I'm, I'm not around kids ever i have a niece and nephew and they live they still live in virginia yeah so most of my seeing them is digitally okay and you know, so they're facing an iPad. Right. Every photo is facing an iPad. Yeah. My sister will not listen to this, so I can say that. Okay. Okay. Um, they, yeah, they live in that digital world. Yeah. I don't know if they have the ability to, to create, to imagine things. Yeah. The way we did. And and I feel like I I kind of maybe the last kind of generation to grow up out not being I guess what we would call like a like a true digital native. Yeah. But I do hope that that there is still some of that happening because I think those are formative. Like these are formative things. Yeah. yeah. I think, um, there was a study done a few years ago. It was a guy had done uh, research around kids, I want to say in the 70s. Interesting. Okay. And he determined their radius, their play radius. And it extended into miles. It, wow. ex- it, it was a massive radius where parents would say, go outside and play. And the kids would push out and create this radius for themselves where they could go out and they could figure out the world around them. They could process things. They could find challenges and find ways to overcome them. And it was actually integral to their development as a human being. Yeah. And now that radius, because of fear and because of access to other forms of play, that radius is tiny. It's the size of the yard Wow. at most a lot of the time. And so the kid is not experiencing life the same way we experience right life. right and i and i we don't know yet what that is what that's going to mean and how that's going to translate to like especially like creative professionals and what that would mean for people like going into this industry and how that's you know these experiences will shape them and form them we might be the last creative we may be this is we it maybe <laughs> this is the end of the world guys yeah. <laughs> yeah i don't know it's but i think it's i think it's really interesting and i and i've heard this from like a lot of people who are just like yeah i just went and did like we just made up games, we made up stories, we acted them out, and that was just kind of the beginning of this formation of you becoming this creative individual or someone who would identify themselves as a creative individual. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, is there anything else you want to talk about? I'm going to wrap it up. I mean, I could talk about this all day. So could I. Yeah. This is great. <laughs> um, well, so I would, sure. you know, I would, I would say that uh, it is really cool that this podcast is here. 
I think these are discussions maybe we don't hear enough about because we kind of just you're like, yeah, we're creative. We kind of just take it as a given. Yeah. But I mean, I think talking about creativity kind of can lead to some interesting place and force us to ask questions that we wouldn't ask ourselves. Well, that was one of the reasons this started. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that was then one of the reasons now I'm going outside these walls. Sure. Was because I started posting these. Yeah. And friends of ours. Yeah. You know, designers, creatives. People I know, writers, people out there in the world have started listening to it. Nice. And now I'm getting text messages and saying, hey, this is cool. And then an hour later, I'll get another text from the same person going, this is really making me think. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, someone I mean, in the I, industry I, for I, 15 I did, years. I did. Like you you had sent that to me and I I basically said like, yeah, this this really forced me to think in some new spaces. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. And I think um, you said is we're not yeah. having the conversations. Yeah. We just forget that we do something that's odd. Yeah, we do something. I know we do forget it. So yeah. we, we take it to be it's just like this is what we're doing. We're well, so we're used to it where it's like washing over us. But we're like objectively. Yeah, we're doing something unique. Yeah. Yeah. And it's because we're, we're caught up in the world. Yeah. Yeah. A exactly. lot of times when yeah. we're hanging out with someone. Yeah. You know, if we go grab sushi. Yeah. You know, you're going to look around that table and you're going to see creative directors and designers sure. and writers. Yeah. yeah I know. And so we're caught up in our own yeah. little world here in a little bubble. And then we're not actually talking about the bubble. I think that applies to a lot of things, but definitely applies to like the creative professions. Yeah. Well, thanks, man. Thank you for being a part of it. Oh, dude, thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Before I actually wrap it up, I want you to plug yourself, where to find you, because you are an amazing guy out there freelancing, illustrating, digital design, branding, whatever people need. Now writing. Now you're a writer. <laughs> uh, yeah, I want people to find it. you. Sure. Um, well, you can go to my website, which is natecdesign.com, uh, N-A-T-E, letter C, design.com. You can also email me at nate at natecdesign.com. <laughs> and uh, yeah, would love to talk about uh, something you want to do. Um, I am currently in the process of also putting through putting together more of a recent portfolio. So my my site is in a progress state currently, but there's some interesting stuff going in there. So the sign of a good creative is... An outdated site. It's true because you're working you're on so many other, everyone else's site. Yeah, you're, you're, you're too yours busy. gets reflected. Yeah, exactly. It's the uh, shoemaker's son exactly. sort of deal. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Yeah. Thanks, Nate. All right. Thanks, James. All right.